talk to you for a few minutes from the subject character. Character. Character is very important in our growing relationship with God. If the content of our character is to improve, if it is to get stronger, if it is to get better, then it must include certain intangible traits that manifest themselves into a pattern of living. People are confused about character. People often mistake other things for character. For example, a lot of folk mistake reputation for character. But reputation is about what appears to be. Character is about what is. God drew that distinction when he spoke to Samuel and said, man looks on the outer appearance, but God looks on the heart. And this helps us to see something about this matter of character. It's a heart issue. Over and over again, the scripture tells us that this is so. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. For with the heart we believe and are justified. There's no way to adequately measure the content of our character without taking inventory of the status of our hearts. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The heart that does not love does not know God. My heart was sad and my spirit was bitter. Character is a heart issue. Character is not about what others tell us we are. Character is not about what we believe we are. There's a sociological theory called the looking glass self, which suggests that many only see themselves as a reflection of the way others see them. But if this is true of you, then you don't really know who you are. You don't really know your own character. And let me tell you today, it's dangerous to live your life and develop your character around somebody else's perceptions of who you are. People will tell you what you want to hear instead of telling you the truth. People can know that you're wrong, but they'll tell you that you're right. 
people will know that you're making a fool of yourself, but they'll tell you that you're doing just fine. People will tell you that everything is okay when you know that you are in a mess. People will know that you're too drunk to drive, but they'll offer you another drink anyway. People will see that you're about to make a mistake, but they'll tell you that you're within your rights. People will tell you that you're about to do everything your way instead of doing things God's way. It's dangerous to be out of touch with self. It's dangerous to let others define yourself. But this happens when we don't know anything about the content of our character. And so we invite you this morning for just a few minutes to consider the content of your character. And we do so from a passage of scripture that gives us a unique view of a faithful man's character. That man is Abraham. Admittedly, the text is difficult to embrace, even though the story is familiar. The text is difficult to embrace because of all that took place to get us where we are. God had come to Abraham at the advanced age of 75. And God insisted that Abraham leave family and friends and familiar surroundings and go to a land that God would show him. God promised Abraham that he was going to do great things with him and through him. And the blessings that God assured Abraham he would receive centered around him having a son. Abraham and Sarah had no children at all, and they were past the age where they could logically expect to have a son. But after a long wait, God intervened. God performed a miracle, and they had a son, and they named him Isaac. And for a while, things seemed to be going just fine. For a while, their dreams had come true. But then one day Abraham's peace and tranquility were disrupted. Unexpectedly, life took a turn for the worse. God came to Abraham and said something to him that Abraham never thought God would say. Take your son, Isaac, the one that you love, and go up with him to Mount Moriah. When you get there, I want you to offer him as a sacrifice to me. Now, the passage opens with 
these words. After all this, God tested Abraham. And we know, because we've read the whole story, that Abraham passed the test. But there's more here than is immediately apparent. In this event, in this moment of disappointment, in this time of frustration and disillusionment, we get a glimpse of Abraham's character. Forget for a moment the horror of the idea of human sacrifice and focus on how Abraham must have felt. Bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, the answer to his prayer his dream come true. And God tells him to take Isaac and offer him as a sacrifice. But despite all that Abraham must have been feeling, his response was an immediate, unqualified yes. He does not protest. He does not question God. He simply says, yes. Abraham is not cruel, and he's not insane, but he's a man of unusual character. First, Abraham had an implicit faith in the goodness and the wisdom of God. And church, when we trust God implicitly, then we'll be able to say yes to God, even when we don't understand what God is doing. Our character development begins with an implicit trust in God's goodness and God's wisdom. In fact, we can't really talk about character and leave God out because without God we have no character without God we will murder like Moses without God we'll get drunk like Noah without God we'll commit adultery like David Without God, we'll lie and curse like Peter. Our character must be built upon an implicit faith in the wisdom and goodness of God. The elders used to say, he's too good to do wrong. And he's too wise to make a mistake. When God spoke to Abraham, there can be no doubt that Abraham was disappointed. There can be no doubt that Abraham was confused. But Abraham decided, no matter how I feel about it, God is within his rights. Job figured it out one day. 
when after all that he had gone through, he said, if the Lord can give, then the Lord can also take away. So the best thing that I can say under all conditions is blessed be the name of the Lord. Shiloh, if we want our character to hold up, then we must be sure that it's built in the faith and goodness of God. You can't build it on yourself because you are too weak. Paul said, when I would do good, evil is present on every hand. You can't build it on others because people will let you down. David said in Psalm 27, when father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me in. You can't build it on knowledge. Solomon was the wisest man to have ever lived. But at the end of his life, all Solomon could say was vanity of vanities. All is vanity. But when you know that God is good, then our knowledge of his goodness is able to sustain us even when conditions aren't what we want them to be. Then more than having faith in the goodness of God, Abraham's character was revealed in that he was willing to play his part in God's plan. God had come to Abraham with a strange demand. Sacrifice the son that I promised you. Sacrifice the child that I miraculously provided for you. And Abraham was willing to play a part in God's plan. You have to know that it wasn't Abraham's plan. But no matter what Abraham might have wanted, we can commend him because he was willing to be a part of God's plan. Church, good character is based on our willingness to play our part in God's plan. You need to know today that there are only two plans of life. That's the world's plan and God's plan. And you have to be willing to be a part of God's plan. The writer of Proverbs reminds us that there is a way that seems right to us, but the end leads to death. The world's way says get all you can, any way that you can. But God's plan says seek first 
the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness and all other things will be added to you. The world's way says might makes right. But God's plan says by this shall they know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. The world's way says love your neighbor, but hate your enemies. But God's plan says love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that use you and persecute you. The world's way says eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow you may die. But God's plan says in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. When we look at the content of Abraham's character, we see that he was willing to play his part in God's plan. Well, finally, we see that Abraham had a belief that in God, everything would be all right. Abraham was dealing with a bad experience, but I believe that his hardest moment came when Isaac spoke to him. Isaac said, Daddy, I see the fire, and I see the wood, but I don't see the sacrifice. And I can imagine that there was an aching in Abraham's heart. I can imagine that there was agony in Abraham's soul. He had to tell Isaac something. But when Abraham spoke, I don't believe that he was just speaking to Isaac. I don't believe that he was just looking for something to say. I believe that deep in his heart, Abraham believed that God would make everything all right. And so I hear Abraham say, son, don't worry about it. The Lord will provide. And it wasn't long until God presented Abraham with a ram in the bush. Church, I'm closing today. But you need to know that If you're going to have a character that's pleasing to God, then you have to know that in God, everything is going to turn out all right. And I have come to know that it'll turn out all right, not because of me, but it'll turn out all right in spite 
of me. I've come to know that it'll turn out all right, not because I'll always have my way, but it'll turn out all right uh, because God always has a ram in the bush. I don't know uh, what the name of your ram is, but my ram has a name, and his name is Jesus. And I've been leaning on him for a long time. I've learned that under all conditions, God will provide. When I'm at the cemetery, leaving a loved one, God will provide. In the midst of financial crisis, when I don't have two pennies to rub together, God will provide. When there's aching in my body and I can hardly stand, God will provide. When people that I trusted let me down, I don't worry about it because God will provide. Jesus is my ram in the bush. Jesus is my hope in despair. Jesus is my joy in sorrow. Jesus is my peace in confusion. Jesus is my way maker. Jesus is my heart fixer. Jesus is my burden bearer. Jesus is my mind regulator. Jesus is my doctor. Jesus is my lawyer. Jesus is my banker. Jesus is my all and all. He's able, 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 able. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm just trying to build up my character. I know there ain't much to me, but I serve a God who's able to make everything all right. I've seen the lightning flash. I've heard the thunder roll. I've felt sin's breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul but above it all I heard the voice of Jesus telling me fight on he promised he promised he promised he promised never 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 to leave me alone 